Buzzers, welcome back to the Originals Season 4, Episode 7, High Waters and a Devil's Daughter. We don't have just one, but two of the cast members in studio, so don't move. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. You get it? Did you guys get it? I get it. I get it. But our amazing guest actually thought to start with this. I've got to go to him first. Steven Gruber in the house, guys! What's up? Are you How a big Katy Perry fan? Absolutely, he's not. Brilliant question. I mean, Don't yeah. have an answer to that. Yeah, exactly. No one? Everyone? Everyone. Everyone, definitely. Everyone's a fan of Katy Perry. So you guys know him as Josh, of course. This is the second time, second appearance here on Afterbus TV with us, so I guess yeah. we didn't scare you off the first time. Might be the third time. I think it's third, the third. Third time. Third so we didn't time. scare you off the first two times. We've time. done this every third, season. Third time's the charm. Wow, yeah. yeah. Damn, thanks for coming back. Absolutely, happy to be here. <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As always, Sam Davidson. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at SamD43. And our chat mistress, Tiana Hobson. Hello, everyone. Chat mistress here. You can find me at the Tiana Hobson. I'm also in our live YouTube chat right now, reading what everyone has to say, and I love you guys. I'm loving the song right now. I, I mean, love I it too. Really <laughs> should we announce who our other guest is, or should we wait until we actually call him and surprise everybody? I mean, let's... Well, we already semi-announced it on Twitter. We semi-announced it on Twitter. Oh, so but, it's already been done, yeah, I mean, guys. It's it's oh, there. Michael Day is coming in tonight! On the Skype, yeah. We love some Marcel. We're going to talk about this bromance between Steven and uh, Charles here. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, he's kind of cutting in on my on my time, you know, like, he, like he always does. They but, were on know. the phone for forty minutes before we got here, for God's sake. Yeah, that's um, that is absolutely true. The bromance runs deep. So runs just deep. every day, forty minute phone call, or sometimes a couple times a week. Yeah, definitely a couple times a week. Is he your BFF on set? Well, see, we're very method actors, so in order for us mm-hmm. to connect on screen, we feel like we have to have a strong bromance off screen. So if in this episode you were one body, method actors would do what to accomplish that? <laughs> Just curious. One of us has to get rid of the other. <laughs> or talk for 40 minutes every day. Yeah, exactly. You know? That's why he's Skyping in and we you're here. We literally must mend and meld our minds together as one. As one. That's yeah. wild. How long did it take you guys to get as close and comfortable as you did? Was it immediate or many uh, episodes? You mean just as, as friends? Yeah, as friends. Uh, yeah, we clicked. Yeah, we clicked pretty pretty early on. I mean, we were working a lot together at the beginning of the first season. So, um, yeah, we were kind of we were kind of fast friends. And we haven't, you know gotten annoyed by each other yet. Before he gets on the line, tell us the truth, how do you think he did with this episode? Because he was El Director. Uh, Yes, I know. We are all going to praise him as soon as he gets on. (laughs) And and then his head is going to get, you know, just a little bit bigger, which is fine. No, he did. I mean, it was was pretty remarkable. Um, You know, we've had Joseph Morgan direct a few episodes up until this point, and Charles is the second cast member that's now directed an episode. And then, of course, Daniel Gillies does one later this season. But um, yeah, I mean, for a first-time director, I was absolutely blown away. Not just, I mean, not just on set working with him, but then also seeing the finished product, the way he cut it together, you know, everything else that went into it. It was, it was a really impressive episode. I mean, we were talking a little bit before. I think this is one of the stronger episodes we've had this so season. He so he had say, actually, in the finished result, though, he was in the editing room and doing all of that as well? Yeah, I mean, it's a collaborative effort. I mean, the director obviously gets a say, and then, of course, the producers will go in and, and do some of their own cuts and whatnot, but yeah, I, I, you know, a lot of the a lot of the post-production stuff is on the director as well, so he had a, he had a big say in that. Any interest yourself in directing one of the future episodes? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would never do it because I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, but no, that is something that is something that down the line I would love to do. And actually, and actually, watching Joseph and and Charles and and Daniel Gillies do it has been kind of comforting because they didn't exactly know what they were doing either. Um, but they kind of took charge and just figured it out and swam their way through it. So. I hear it's all about the support system. You know, it's not necessarily that you're a great director, it's who you have yeah, working with Yeah, and that's, that's a big part of it. And we have such a tight cast and we have such a tight crew um, that have all been working together now for, for four years. It makes it really, really easy on, on first-time directors on our show. So, yeah. so yeah. easy that you may or may not have directed a scene during this episode. <laughs> we will talk about that at some point. But Make sure to ask Charles if that's the case. I, uh, you know, I'll be curious to see what he says. I think there should have been a co-director credit here I, for yeah. Steven, maybe? Just I don't know. Say for that one scene. I didn't say it. I'm scene. just on the record. I didn't say that. <laughs> it's been suggested. All right, let's break down this episode. So, starting with Josh stuff. Josh and Freya are making a deal. Unlikely duo. What did you guys think about the two of them teaming up? Uh, made me a little bit uncomfortable. Um, I really liked it, but I, I liked the stuff that Josh said to her. You know, like, I never, like, I don't want to have anything to do with you anymore after this, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's it's also one of those things we're seeing Vincent and Elijah teaming up, too. It's two unlikely, very odd couples who clearly don't like each other un- and are only working together for the greater good right now. Unlikely allies. Yes. Yeah. That's happening a lot this season. Yeah. Were you surprised when you read this in the script? Um, a little bit. I mean, the funny that Josh, especially this season, has kind of become like the utility player. You know, <laughs> it's like wherever, and it's funny. Like I'll even talk with the writers, and they're like, you know what? That we could just use a little something extra. That what if we just threw Josh into this? <laughs> you know? We need like, him to deliver a message. We, yeah, like, exactly. We... Josh needs to be like you know the, the unwitting player in some plan. So let's. Uh, and you know what? That way we can write a few funny lines and like give it a little levity. Um, but no, this was the first time that that uh, Riley and I had ever really worked together I think the first time we've seen Josh and Freya together on screen and it was uh, unfortunately that that early scene when she first approaches me was a little bit longer when we shot it and included a lot more uh, kind of jokes and, and sharp little barbs at each other anything you remember? Um, yeah, there was actually something where she, the very first line of the scene, she kind of, she kind of sneaks up on me in the, in the back room of Rousseau's there, and, and I say, whoa, and I think she's, you know, I make a joke that I'm very flattered, but you're like, ten kinds of not my type. Um, <laughs> oh. Damn, yeah, I hate I the know. cutting room floor. I know, it's a good, li- it was a good line written, this was a great episode, um, uh, written by Karina and Celeste, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun, but yeah. Um, it was fun to, to and I, I love doing that as Josh, kind of being able to to bounce in and out of different scenes and work with every you know work with every yeah. other character on the show, and, and it's always a fun dynamic. Yeah, you probably do that the most of anyone, honestly. Yeah, yeah. you're like Switzerland, you know. <laughs> Josh is Switzerland, <laughs> but I will say I think your character is so important, especially this season, because I don't want to feel like we lost Davina. I want people to remember her mm-hmm. and still hold that grudge because they should. Yeah, and I feel like you're one of the only characters that's still like no. Not cool, not guys. Cool. Yeah. yeah, we're not okay. And Freya knows that, and that's why she says the words that cut you. She's mm-hmm. like, "I'm still this person." So and yeah. you walk right out on her. Yeah, it's interesting. What do you think about the arc that Freya has taken? Because she kind of was this good girl, and now has gone real bad and a little rogue. Hey, she's she's got the feels, and she she is. I don't like that she's keeping secrets from her brother. Like how she came up with the. Um, weapon that could kill Marcel without telling the rest of the family, you know, that kind of stuff really bothers me because I don't know. I, I just don't like her being by herself. If you want to be in the family, like let's all share, 
Hot kiss, though. Hot kiss. Ooh. Very hot kiss. <laughs> Tell you what. Steamy. What? Yeah. Were you there while that was being filmed? I was not on set that day, but, uh, and I actually, I mean, this was the first time I saw it when I watched the episode. What I do thought, you think? I thought, that was, it, that was well done. Happy I, it finally I bought happened. it. Long term, it. you think that they all make it? Well, no spoilers, but they seem pretty hot and heavy at the moment, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like the only reason one of them wouldn't make it is because something bad happens. But I think that Keelan's super important to Freya this season because she was going down that really bad road and she was just, nothing was stopping her. She was kind of going nuts. And I feel like Keelan is maybe going to be able to bring her back down to earth and not go down the rabbit hole of, like the devil. That's a really good point. Really good point. Well, and of course, every time that two characters start to have a hot romance on our show, mm-hmm. just, you know that, that the axe may or may not be coming. Yeah, their her. body parts are going to be ripped apart everywhere. <laughs> Aiden <laughs> knows that very well. R.I.P. Aiden. All too well. R. I. P. We Aiden. still miss him. This Poor time guy. we have a werewolf and a witch. I don't think we've had that coupling before. No. Hmm. So, you know, something new. Interesting. We've had vampire and werewolf. We've had Not even on TVD? I'm trying to think. I, I don't think Bonnie loved any werewolves. Bonnie was really the only <laughs> she was really witch loved. that we... We had yeah. the, the the sibling witches on that show. I'll, I'll think about oh, it. Yeah, you guys I guess, let us know. I guess the sibling witch and Tyler. Yes. They, oh, yep. There they're it is. Okay. All right. We, we came up with one. Solved that mystery. Solved it. <laughs> somebody I think has gone too far off the deep end, somebody that I don't think will be able to return, is, of course, Dom. And he's got a lot of stuff going on with Marcel. So let's actually get him on the line yes. to talk about that storyline. But while we do... Guys, Dom Cray, right? Dom, Dom is Cray Cray. Like, <laughs> no. First of all, he was like dead, and then he was alive, and then he's still after people. It's yeah, he just... pulled a full Jon Snow on all of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know. Did you expect that? Like, did you know when you read the script that he was getting it thrown off the balcony? Were you like, no, dude's coming back? I mean, I figured he was gonna he was gonna get killed at some point. But... Hey, look what we got here. The 40-minute phone caller. Michael <laughs> Davis, thanks so much for calling in. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks for letting me crash, Steven. Yeah, yeah, you always do anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So right now we're talking about Dom and everything that was going on with his storyline. Do you think that he is too far gone to be redeemed, or could he pull a Marcel or a Klaus or anybody else and maybe come back to the good guys? I'm sorry, you're talking about who? Dominic. Dominic. Oh, Do- Dominic. Yeah. Um, the, the refresh guy. my memory. Did we already kill him once? Yeah. <laughs> but then again, you've I mean, also the died man can once. do anything. I mean, to, and then you did, like took his head off tonight, but I still feel like he yeah. might come back again. Exactly. I, I feel like yeah. he's, he's just going to be the thing that keeps on growing. We're never getting rid of him. <laughs> did he say like that? Like, like a fungus. Like, yes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, He's so, like athlete's foot. You just can't get rid of him. <laughs> Going back for one second, because I am curious about when you took over the Josh persona, you had to be him. How did you learn how to take on his mannerisms? Oh, come on. You know. Yeah, I mean, the, an- the answer is sitting right there in the studio with you. Would you say he was helpful I, in that moment? What's that? Would you say he was helpful to you in that moment? Maybe oh, very. Directed. I mean, even before that moment, I asked him, I said, hey, would it be cool if I just hear you read these lines? I even thought, I had the idea, um, me and the creative director, we said, what if we uh, ADR actually Steven's voice over um, my voice in the post? And um, I thought, nah, you know what, let me, let me just try to act it. So uh, luckily I, I had Steven on set to help me. You nailed it. Yeah. It was phenomenal. Yeah, it was impressive. Uh, 
You even thought Thank that? You. I thought it was very impressive. I mean, uh, I think it was probably at least 50% my directing of him in that particular scene. <laughs> um, I, I, think, I think we had a few takes. We had, we had a few takes before he, before he really got it right. But yeah, not, not, <laughs> yeah. not an easy thing to I'll, do. I'll take it. I'll say, if you, you, you guys saw the episode, so there were a lot of elements. And I told Karina, she goes, so what do you think? Are you okay? I said, I'm fine. I go, it doesn't scare me about being in the same scene with um, Hope, a seven-year-old actress. It doesn't scare me, you know, the, the, the new characters. I go, what really scares me is having to play Josh. <laughs> I, I said, that's the one thing I think I might fail horribly at. Yeah, Josh, but, um, the scariest character on the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, those are some big I, shoes to fill, yeah, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know how you could be scared, though, being in a scene with Hope, because, oh my God, is she the cutest thing I have ever seen. Oh. Like, is she like that yeah. in person? Is, is her personality similar to her character? Yeah, she's adorable. Yeah, yeah. What is yeah, it she's like? a strong, strong, vibrant personality. How do you direct a kid like that? Were you in that moment just being an actor, or were you, because I know you directed the episode, were you also trying to steer her through her scenes? Yeah, uh, I mean, she's a, she's a talented actress, so I just gave her permission to do things that I could see she wanted to do. It wasn't, it wasn't you know, my job to make choices, because like I said, she's talented, and she came in with choices, and she came in prepared. So it was just little tweaks of, like, yeah, you could really amp that up, or I, I like what you did there. Um, it was maybe technical things, like some people are coming in the tunnel, so just turn and look over your shoulder, but make sure you look over your right shoulder and not your left shoulder. It was just, like, little things like that. Mm. Hope. Yeah, she was easier to direct than Steven. Steven gives me so much. Uh, I know. I'm, I'm a big diva. I'm a big diva on set. It's, yeah. um, it's terrible. Brand, Brando over there, he needs to know everything. So method. Well, that must actually be very difficult to, from going from somebody's co uh, star to being somebody's director and seeing if they'll take your advice. How do you know how to toe that line? How do you know when to say too much or when to not speak at all? Um, you just get a feel for it. Actually, just slipping into the role of director, it's kind of like those experiments where people would put on like a doctor's outfit and all of a sudden they become authoritative. It's <laughs> like um, when you got the director's chair and you got like a headset on and you yell cut. And then afterwards, they kind of look at you in a way where they're very receptive um, because, um, you know, you're their, their eyes and ears outside of them. And also, I, I feel like they trust me because they've seen my work ethic. Um, and they, you know, they see my performances and stuff. And, um, so we are more on a, on a peer level and plus I'm, I'm very excited about their work. So they know when I, when I'm, you know, um, pumped about it. So I think there's that aspect of wanting to keep that, um, enthusiasm going, you know, when you want to keep somebody excited and sort of please them that way. So, um, everyone was very receptive to me. And for you, you know, this is your first time directing and you're also acting in the scenes. How were you able to find that balance of doing both actor and director? Um, well, I had my creative director, Bethany Rooney, who actually directed our finale and episode two. She's always on set. Um, so she would come in and give a note here or there. But I also had a monitor so I could do playback so I could actually hear. But um, I didn't use it that much because, you know, in preparation for it, if you notice in the episode before, I was only in one scene. So that meant I had all that time to prepare. So I really worked my scenes and I kind of got a feel for when I was in the zone. So I could feel like, yeah, I'm satisfied with that. I don't need to see playback. You know, I want to use that time to film other scenes. Um, I don't want to be too self-indulgent. So let's let's just move <laughs> forward. But if I was really off track, I had Steven there on some of the days. 
Cody and I had Bethany there too. Just reeled him back in. Just, Real, just someone's got to keep him grounded, you know. Out there. So other than your scenes with Hope, your scenes with Klaus were really <laughs> unbelievable. We hear Klaus say to you, kind of surprised me when he was like, "I've got your back on this." Does Marcel feel the same way towards Klaus that Klaus does towards Marcel right now? Yeah, I think that's a great thing um, from the um, Marcel and Hope scenes that you really get to see him open up and really talk about Klaus with somebody else who might understand or who that he, you know, can can um, really open up and be vulnerable to. So, you know, I love that line where it says, you just can't be mad at someone who you've loved for so long. So underneath all of the things that Marcel says or does, um, there's a feeling of love behind it uh, towards Klaus. So you think he was telling the truth to hope everything he said about you being family and everything that you were trying to help get out of the cage during, was all of that true? Or did it just become true because these people came to get you and so you went to Saved Hope? I mean, I would hope it'd be true. What kind of, what kind of man lies <laughs> to a seven-year-old like that? I would That's hope a sensitive so. position to be in. I was a little nervous. I was nervous, but I, I believed you guys so much. And the scene between the two of you, there's just so many like unsaid words and subtext, even the way that you guys looked at each other and were able to mm. convey that you know you were actually family. I just really hope it continues throughout the rest of the season. Like, Hopefully Hope is going to be kind of a bridge between her and Klaus. Right. Him and Klaus. Her and Klaus. Him and Klaus. Yeah, I think so. That's, that's, that hope is uh, that other human side, the human element uh, for Klaus to... Because Cammy's not there anymore, so I think Hope fills that void. I have to tell you, though, when you said, do you trust me... Out loud, I said, no. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I do anymore. And I feel like for good reason. For very good yeah. reason. I don't trust any yeah. of you guys anymore. Except for Josh. Yeah, yeah exactly. I know. I would, Josh, yeah. How could you? I wouldn't either. Josh is the only character who can be trusted. And there's a, we have a live chat on YouTube, so people are talking in there. And there's a lot of people who are asking about you know my feelings about um, Marcel in this conversation. Because... Uh, you don't know this, but I have a very complicated relationship with Marcel <laughs> um, because I'm yeah. a ride or die Klaus Michelson chick. So when you come mm-hmm. for Klaus, I feel like you're coming for me. And in those moments, I need you to be dead. But I don't want you dead because I love you on the show. But there's just so much hostility between you two. So is this ever going to get resolved? Can we get some closure here so I can love you again? Uh, number one, it's okay I'd also like an answer to that, that question. Way. Yeah, what's yeah. that? I also want an answer to that question because yeah. I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're mm. a ride or die. Yeah, class, ride class. or die. Yeah. Forget Marcel. Steven, what? Steven, come on, come Selling on, you out stab, on the air. Stab me in the back. Out. All right, no more nice things to be said about Steven. <laughs> F that guy. He's the worst. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's funny. I'll read some of the comments on YouTube before the show when people just saw the promo and going back to what you said about hope. A lot of people are really uh, um, adamant and, and they put their opinion out there. They said, you know, Marcel had better not, um, you know, damage the image of Klaus in Hope's eyes if he does that. And um, I like that people are so invested, you know, so whether invested in me or, or Klaus, um, I, I just appreciate it either way. And the fact that you do find my character as a threat um, means, you know, I'm doing my job. So, uh, number one, I don't, I don't take it personally. So okay. I, do for, I do forgive you. 
I like you. that Haley seemed to have Marcel's back a little bit, though, because Klaus comes in and he seems like ready to chew Marcel's head off. And Haley's like, uh, actually, he told our daughter to close her eyes to sing and she didn't see anything, aka being the big brother. Big brother. Yeah. Yes. T was T said, Wow, I can't believe the siblings are finally meeting <laughs> when when you and Hope were hanging out. Do you look at Hope like your little sister as Marcel? Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, um I I I use the same the same sort of chemistry, you know, um Summer's originally I think she was born in Ohio and I'm from Ohio, so there was like I'm uh, from Ohio. All right, oh, camaraderie. Yeah, so house. now there's a camaraderie between me, you, and and uh, and Hope, <laughs> or Summer. Um, so yeah, it was it was. I, I like to use the natural chemistry that I, that I have with someone. Like going back to Stephen, uh, he's. I, I used to consider him a friend until this interview. <laughs> uh, you know, so it made it easy to to have those scenes to do those scenes. Um, but yeah, I do feel a sense to um, you know uh, as a big brother. Uh, uh, in a way with Summer because, um, you know, I could see Joe always using the Snapchats and the Instagram and trying to trying to you know, promote and do things and, and, and I always want to step in and say, Summer, you know, you don't have to do none of that. You don't, you don't have to play his games. And then I watch the Instagram <laughs> and I see her sort of, you know, holding her own. I go, all right, I'm proud of you. Aww, yeah, right, you're awesome. okay. I'm pretty sure Joe, yeah. the only time Joe does social media stuff is when Summer is right next to him. It's just, he's just, yeah. it's just, it just seems like he's exploiting her a little bit. Life imitates art. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that I've kind of always had, I'm like Klaus or Marcel. I love them both. And I go back and forth every episode. But as I was driving over here, I was thinking really hard about it. And then I was remembering the scenes at the end of last season before you, you know, threatened to kill everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. That, you know, when you lost Davina and that's really what cracked you and I understand I understand why Marcel has done the things that he's done and I feel very bad for him like until now that he's finally out and everything but I'm on your side I think (laughs) just so you know it will be interesting to get both of your guys opinion about the Davina situation that's going on right now because you two are the two closest people your characters to her on the show I wonder how each of your characters will react when you find out that Vincent is chilling with her skull. Like, hanging, <laughs> hanging out and straight talking to homegirl's skull. Yeah. How do you feel like, first starting with you, Steven, how do you feel like your character would feel about this? I mean, I don't think anything Vincent does surprises me anymore. That guy is just, uh, there's always something weird going on with him. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, there's always, there's always something up his sleeve. Um, but no, I think, well, th- I mean, we had that scene, Charles and I were actually talking about this before before the show, that scene that was at the end, really short scene where I kind of come back to the to the, uh, to the the graveyard there to visit her grave, and, and he was kind of replacing that piece of Davina's grave, and I said, well, you know, what the hell is going on? What what just happened? Um, and he told me that, you know, he, he connected with her, and, and now we have this whole element with the ancestors coming back and all that, so... Um, and you say you felt her, so we're to assume that this is something you've never felt. You've gone here. Well, I was asking, I was asking Vincent if he felt her, right? Um, mm-hmm. As in, like, is that possible? Is that something that you can, you know, that you can actually do? So I think there's a little, a little hope sparked in me that that we may see Davina again. But at the same time, 
you know, let the poor girl be. You know, do we need to drag her through this, <laughs> so you know, much. this yes. hell again? She's been but, so but apparently, yeah, but apparently we're going to. I want to <laughs> see her so badly. I don't care. I'm being selfish. I do too. I but you want to know how I don't want to see her? I don't want to see her having sex with Marcel because she's in Sophia's body. What a weird place to be. <laughs> right? Like, she is coming. She She's like your kid's sister, but now she's in your chick's body. From what oh, we see. Oh, no, 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 no. That's yeah. the hollow in yeah. Sophia's body. Not yeah, we should, we should clarify it. We should clarify it. Oh, uh, I didn't see that one coming. You slightly misjudged that. There was... I thought it was voice. Wait, wait. Hold on. The hollow <laughs> In in the like black mass, that smoky looking thing mm-hmm. that comes out and gets in, we all thought that that was Davina coming out of. Oh. It sounded Ooh. like her. See, Charles, I didn't yeah, see, I didn't that, see that uh, when I when I turned in my edit. That was still left to be done. So uh, I'm not taking blame for that one. Uh, <laughs> I am so glad that you guys are here to clarify. Yeah. Yeah. Because that I'm sitting here and then we see Davina's body next week and we were all like. How did she do it? And like, oh gosh, did how soon did she tell Marcel? Like the second she walked in the door, was she like, it's it's me, Davina. Don't, She's like, like don't please don't kiss touch me. me. Don't kiss me. No. <laughs> That's amazing. Man, where your guys' minds go, I tell you what. Yeah. Well, of course. Okay, yeah. like there's not a lot of sex in inappropriate adult things no, in situations. I think, well, I think it was, Charles, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it, I uh-huh. think, I mean, it's two, it's, it's almost two separate storylines that have yet to converge. Like the, the hollow, the hollow is now kind of, that was the first time I think that we saw the hollow in that form, you know, in that kind of smoky, black, weird, ghostly like form. We've seen um, it in the house before, something yeah, like right, that. Yeah, exactly, so, exactly. Hmm. And she now, she now is in, inhabiting Sophia's body, but separately, Vincent is also working to get Davina back so that she can kind of help with this whole situation that eventually is going to come to a head with the hollow. Got it. So kind of two two separate storylines yeah. that are about to converge. Well, that's even trickier mm. now that we know yeah. the hollow's in her body and she has all the access in the world to Marcel mm-hmm. and the hollow is looking for Marcel, so you must be mm-hmm. scared crapless. <laughs> She's coming for you. Look at his face. Doesn't he look like he looks terrifying? <laughs> no, he looks like literally the most cool, calm, and collective human being I've ever seen. Like, the hollow, the hollow ain't got nothing on he's me. He's like, I'll be fine. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. Ain't nobody scared yeah. of no hollow. Marcel, you know, he's very confident. He's a confident person. He won't be shook. No, not at all. Especially <laughs> because he has, uh, Klaus has his back now. Maybe that will help mm-hmm. him feel not shook. I hear you guys, this is such a random tangent, but just based off your guys' uh, chemistry right now, I hear there's some practical jokes that are played on set. Is that true that you guys kind of mess with each other on set sometimes? I feel like there have been some. uh, I feel like Joe and and Gillies had kind of a long-running... What was, mm-hmm. that, what was that thing they were doing with their cars for a while? Parking in each other's spots? <laughs> <laughs> they, they both drive trucks. Or Daniel had a Jeep at the time, and then they would double park in each other's spots. <laughs> and, then, and then one time Daniel thought it'd be really funny to get his car as close to Joe's as possible <laughs> until he actually dented Joe's car. <laughs> and, then, and then had to give Joe his car while Joe's car was in the shop. So that was a, that was a practical joke he played on himself. <laughs> When, when keeping it real goes wrong. Yeah. I would be so pissed if somebody messed with me like that. You would kill. Yeah, I would kill. Uh, okay, right. I have a couple other questions that don't necessarily have to do with this episode, but we would be yelled at by the fans if we didn't ask them. Starting Marcel, Rebecca, talk to me. Endgame, not endgame. Marbecca. Yeah, Marbecca. Oh, Marbecca. I think it's all, always been an endgame for Marcel, you know? Um... 
Uh, you know, I think he's he's got a spot open, and Sophia fills that. And uh, <laughs> she's she's beautiful, talented, and capable. And um, I don't know. We'll see what happens if Rebecca comes back in the scene. But um, I think it was made clear through through the seasons that Marcel's true love is Rebecca. Josh, same question, except your boyfriend is not like coming around that often so we're a little worried yeah yeah <laughs> well i know we had a, we had a real brief introduction to him early in the early in the season and then you know th- i think i think from a character standpoint we uh I, I probably realized that this is not the best environment to bring a, a human boyfriend into at the moment there's a little too much going on so i think in our world i'm keeping him at bay just just a little bit how does okay. steven feel about josh's decision would you want to see you in a full-blown aiden type situation aiden again for life. Yeah, Man, I, know. I don't know. I mean, that was that was rough going through that, and see, you know, that was an emotional roller coaster. So I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of I mean, yeah, I I, w- I would like to explore you know a little bit of that of that world at some point again with Josh, but for the moment, I think I'm fine. You know, dealing with other things in my life, especially with Davina coming back. I yeah, that's gonna be full. a whole that's gonna be a whole thing. Yeah, definitely. I have a I have a Twitter question for Charles. It's from at underscore just J. Says, Charles, you absolutely smashed that episode. Were there any scenes that didn't make the final cut that you wish had been there? Any scenes? Um, I think they they all made it. Um, Except for, like I said, little pieces of Steven's scene. Yeah. uh, That joke um, (laughs) that was in the beginning with Freya. Um, Did you cut that on purpose? No, I didn't cut that. Actually, that (laughs) happened after my edit. You know what I did? I did try to cut Steven's scene in the cemetery. Oh, the truth comes uh, out. Yeah. Yep. And actually, it was one of yep. my scenes that got cut. There was an opening scene with me in the dungeon sort of pacing around that got cut to make more room for Steven's scene. Oh, yeah. sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sell it like that. I'm sure that's what it was. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take all the screen time I can get. Remember before I talked about this becoming a therapy session? I'm yes. glad yeah. all the truth coming out right <laughs> yeah. now. Both of your nostrils are yeah. flaring. I can actually <laughs> see it. smoke coming out of their ears. Like, yep. Is there if any... I was in that studio, I swear to God, Stephen, I would choke you. <laughs> we'd, just arm, we'd arm wrestle. We'd arm wrestle it out. Oh, is that something you guys do often? I feel like if one of you loses a bet, it's like an arm wrestle thing or something. No, but we might have to try that. Yeah. I mean, don't yeah. dislocate your shoulder That might be the way to resolve to resolve any disputes going forward, I think. Yeah. Just arm wrestling. Please yeah. don't get hurt. I don't want Julie Plett calling me saying, like, why did you put this in their head? No, now do that. it. So Julie no. Plett will call you. <laughs> no, she hasn't called you back yet. She hasn't called me back. Well, I mean, we're, we're playing phone tag right now. Yeah. Okay. She's busy, enough. you know. Charles, is there anything you learned from directing this? Because it was your first TV show directorial debut. Anything you can give as advice to people who want to be directors? Yeah, I'd say um, open yourself up to the to the possibility. For me, it was kind of just a curiosity that actually became, you know, um, turned into an actual job um, and something that I hope to do um, in the rest of my career and the opportunity is always there for other actors whether you're on um, a student film you're shooting a commercial um, to just ask questions I was really inspired by Kenneth Branagh you know he just directed one of the Avengers and he's directed a, a lot of things but I would watch interviews and he would say ask people just you know what does the, what are you doing and the camera guy would say I'm pulling focus and he would just ask these very simple questions and from there he started with this curiosity and and um, and it turned into you know a great profession. So 
um, the opportunity is always there. You just kind of need to start by um, asking those questions. And, and that's what I, I learned um, going through it. Because, like, you know, I, I was watching the earlier part of the interview when Stephen said it was inspiring because we actually didn't know anything. But it's true. Um, <laughs> you know, we kind of started with um, I didn't actually realize knowledge. you were watching that. I didn't, I didn't realize yeah. you heard what I said at the beginning there. Did you I heard all the everything. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't have said such nice things. Yeah, it's supposed to be behind your back. <laughs> Complimenting you behind your back. Would you pursue a career in directing? Obviously, keeping up with the acting too, but is that something you want to look into more? Yeah, yeah, that's my, my long-term goal, looking at other actors and their careers that I really admire. Um, like, I'm a big fan of Denzel Washington, and, you know, he directed Great Debaters and uh, a couple other films. Um, so I'm always like, you know, if Denzel does it, I, I got to do it too. Um, so, yeah, I, I, and solid, this was a good mantra. test. Yeah. Yeah. I think me comparing and Ro- myself with Denzel. <laughs> hey, totally normal. But I think me and Roxy both said this was maybe our favorite episode of the season. Yeah. Yeah. So I, okay. you know, not just blowing sunshine up your butt, but I do think you did a very good job. Uh, I really like this episode. Yeah, I said that before, but uh, Steven said I actually wasn't allowed to say it on air because because right. you know, then my head would get so big. It's gonna come out anyway. Like, one other yeah. thing, I'm, one thing I'm seeing in the chat right now: a lot of people are asking for more shirtless scenes, and I think that comes from both Josh and Marcel. So just saying, do maybe it, right? if you guys right want to arm go. wrestle, take your shirts take off. off. We're stuck on the arm wrestle. <laughs> I mean, one. I mean, because then you really see like the definition of the muscles, and they're mm-hmm. shirtless. I'm just saying, yeah. Yeah. ratings galore right there. I like what you asked earlier about <laughs> when you said that you ask questions. That's a great way to start. Daniel Gillies is directing an episode later on. Did he ask you any questions? Was he trying to figure out what you were doing? Oh, sure. Uh, and Daniel had, um, he, he talked to Joe, too, as well. And uh, Daniel, I, I don't know if people know this, but he, he did a film. Uh, I, I think the title was Kingdom, Kingdom Come. And uh, he learned Spanish and shot it down in, in, like, parts of Mexico and put up his own money. And he, that was, he directed a feature film, and there's also a documentary on it. So... Daniel's actually, you know, more qualified than I was uh, going into it to, to direct. But um, uh, I think he kind of just asked me about the politics behind it. I think that's the thing that, that surprises people is um, not just the creative side, but the politics of, of managing the, the different departments. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about how it came to be? Did you, is this something you requested? Is this something that they asked you about? Um, you know, I always tell this story that we were sitting at uh, this, this bar and, and people were congratulating Paul Wesley on his episode. And I was like, what, is it, what does that mean, your episode? And, you know, found out that he had directed. And so sometimes I tell it like I was inspired by Paul Wesley. And sometimes I was like, what the? Paul Wesley directed an episode? I can direct an episode. <laughs> That's basically so what Stephen said about you. <laughs> yeah, that started it. And then uh, one of our executive producers, uh, uh, Lance um, Anderson, he told me, if you just show up in meetings, people will start talking and they'll start saying, oh, I can't wait to direct, uh, be a part of your episode. And he just said, just keep showing up, just keep showing up. And, and soon enough, the talk will become reality. And that's exactly what happened. I was I was literally just showing up at meetings just to be curious. Um and the more curious I get about something, the more I want to learn about it. And then people were saying it. And then we actually, you know, we got cut down to a 13 episode season. And I thought, oh, it'll never happen. And, you know, Daniel wants to direct and Joe wants to direct out of 13 episodes. They might not give me an episode. And I was like, 
you know, at, at the time I was like, I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. Cause I felt like, you know, I kind of pulled one over on them just by showing up at meetings and things like that. But, um, everyone was, was actually really excited. And so I kind of was like already fully committed. Um, and it, again, it became reality and, and, um, I just had to prepare and prepare and prepare up until the shoot. You mentioned the 13 episodes. How did you guys feel about that? Do you like having the tighter, shorter show, or do you wish that you guys could go back to 22 or, or whatever the 20s was? I mean, the 22 episode is, is nice just because, you know, there's, you're doing more episodes, you're getting paid more mm-hmm. per episode. But the 13, I, I always wanted to work on a short season because, yeah, I felt like we could get more out of it. But at the end of 22, I was pretty exhausted. Um, and, you know, people are surprised to find out that it's about nine or ten months out of your year it's like being back in school so for those first three seasons it was kind of like being in college all over again and same thing getting an education but it was just exhausting um afterwards so i'm all about 13 episodes do you feel similar yeah absolutely i think i think uh just from a writing and acting standpoint i think most people will tell you yeah i mean obviously you know getting paid for a fuller season is is nice but uh the stories that you can tell are just so much tighter and 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 so much more interesting. You know, you don't have a whole lot of filler in a thirteen episode season, so you get a lot of really cool episodes um, without having to worry about, you know, those valleys that you go through in a longer season. Right. The filler episodes. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna say it. We heard anything about season five? Anyone gonna crack and tell us anything? Charles, I was hopeful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hopefully, we find out this week. Um, it should be this week, Stephen. Yeah. You hear, did you hear anything? I I don't. I heard it could go either way at this point, but uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm hopeful for sure. I think it'd be nice to it'd be nice to have one final. You know, I think anytime you announce a final season, um, it's it's great for everybody. I mean, it's great for the people working on the show. It's great for the fans, especially because they've invested so much time in in our stories. You know, and I mean, even starting from the beginning of Vampire Diaries. To give them uh, a proper end to the story is, I just, I just feel like that's so important. So I certainly hope for our sake, but also for the fans' sake, that we get to do, uh, that we get to do a final run and, and close it out the way we want to close it out. The way this season ends, do you feel like it would wrap things up, or you feel like it wouldn't necessarily? They left it pretty. They, they, they kind of wrote a final episode, and I think Charles agrees that 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 it could go, it could go either way. If if you know, if they happen to cancel us, then it could be a fitting end. Um, but they definitely left it open ended to the point where they could they could write a pretty cool final season based on how they leave it at the end of this one. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. he's he's smiling and nodding, so we're going to take that for the iTunes people as yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, concur. I concur. I concur. There we go. All right, guys, moving back to the episode, just because I want to make sure we talked about everything you guys wanted to talk about. There is something really exciting for the people who came over from Vampire Diaries. A little a little nugget here with Tyler Lockwood. Yes, that was exciting to see. I was not expecting that. Of all the people to link this to i wasn't expecting it to be tyler but now that i think of it it i should have because tyler has come over here and been a part of this show so much and you know just with the whole werewolf thing but it's kind of sad because tyler's dead dead. i know so it's like we got to see him on the computer screen but i wish he could have you know lived so he could actually come back yeah him and klaus have some unfinished business too they definitely do and i feel like on this show head chopped off under the ground with the ancestors no matter what nobody's dead i (laughs) i just don't believe it i still think that we're gonna have jacks coming back that aiden's gonna come back i still think that every single one of them (laughs) 
are coming back. So, like in the last minutes of the Vampire Diaries series finale, they bar- didn't even speak the dead people, but they're just like, "Hey, we're back. We're just giving it to people like Roxy." Yes, <laughs> yes, give it to the people like Roxy. Exactly. All right, let's get to predictions. This nope. Is, this is where oh, that fun music is. Since we have a guest on the line, we can't hit the sound effect. Oh, oh. <laughs> What's the sound effect? I'll it, make the noise. It goes like, oh, okay, we'll do it together. And now, your After Buzz TV <laughs> prediction. Wait, right. Mark, Mark, is it your voice that actually does it? Because that was literally it. That was, that was no, that was just awesome. me doing an impression. No, Whoa. Was, that's pretty good. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then the lights flicker. And the music kind of plays. Yeah, uh, we got the go. lights okay. going on around now. Yeah. Nailed it's kind of like Wayne's World when they're like... Party time. Yep, exactly. All right. So for next week's episode, we see a lark. guessing he's got something to do with the Papa Tunde. Papa Like, he's bringing back some different artifact. You guys are all looking at me like I'm crazy, right? No, no. I'm just... Yeah, I'm excited. I'm Steven very excited. can't say anything about it. No, I mean, honestly, I don't know what happens in the next episode because I'm not in it, so I tend, <laughs> I tend to not read those scripts. So know? we've got to pick Charles. <laughs> you don't have time to read those You don't read the episodes that you're not in? Do they offer you the script? Yeah, no? I can read... Sometimes I will if, if there's been, like, a significant gap in, in the episodes I've been in just so I kind of know what's going on. I'll, I'll, I'll ask for those scripts and just kind of browse through them so I know where the story is. But no, I, I, I couldn't tell you anything that happens next next <laughs> episode except for, I believe, is we see Matt Davis, we see Alaric, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And and Davina, I think I saw in the uh, yeah. in the promo for it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that should be exciting. Any other spoilers you guys can give us for the rest of the season? Yeah. Um, Marcel drives a BMW. Oh, we can't say it's a BMW, but oh. yeah, I mean you can. Tell. <laughs> so we won't see the actual logo. <laughs> we won't see it. Damn yeah. it! But know that it's a BMW that you see him driving. Cool. Yeah, it's it's not a spoiler. It's just a little fun fact. But the scene that you'll see, I believe, yeah, in next episode, since Matt Davis is in it. Um, but I pull up, and um, during one take, I had plugged my iPhone into the uh, into the stereo, and, and, I, and they had me drive backwards and then drive forward at full speed. And so I was like, well, sh- I, you know, I kind of need I need something to get me hyped. So I put on like some Beyonce, uh, like Drunken Love, and I. So I, I, I come speeding up, come to a halt. I get out the car, but I forgot to turn the, the, the speakers off. And so while we're doing the scene, <laughs> I look at Matt and I go, does, does anybody else hear the faint sounds of Beyonce? Is that, <laughs> that Beyonce in it? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to turn the phone off. Uh, the speakers off. Is that like, I've been drinking. I've been drinking. Yeah. And, and so, so you're like driving backwards to like... <laughs> I've been drinking. Oh my god, I that is an amazing picture. I'm going to remember for a long oh time. God. Really good visual. That's yeah, great yeah. visuals right there. I, I can't yeah. believe that. Well, that was a, that was a good spoiler for. <laughs> I didn't expect to get that from you. I now we know. We, yeah, I think we will all be watching that scene next week and thinking about this story. I might even start playing yeah. Drunken Love while it's actually happening. And now I'm trying to think, why is he driving full speed in a car? Next? He's a vampire. That's what they do. They live life on the yeah. edge because they can't die. They don't, yeah, but they can go full speed without a car. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've debated flashy. this. We've debated this. I mean, yeah. like, how fast can they really yeah, go? Yeah, how that fast can they Do you guys have, have any sense of that? Like, how fast could you get from New York to Los Angeles as a vampire? <laughs> You're running. Just on foot? Yeah, I've thought about this too. <laughs> I don't know. I think you can get pretty famished along the way. There'd, there'd be a 
couple pit stops. Yeah, and I think part sure. of my thinking is like, I don't really want to stop in the northern part of like Oklahoma, you know, <laughs> on my way there. I don't even know if my geography is really bad. I don't even know if Oklahoma It sounded stop. good to me. <laughs> Honestly, mine's yeah. awful too. So I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Oklahoma is somewhere between LA and New York. I'm not sure which way. Northern route. The northern southern, route. Yeah. Southern route. Central route. Um, yeah. I have to read this comment in the chat because it's making me happy. Nicholas Kelly, because I am the resident witch on the um, panel, I always refer to myself as a, a New Orleans witch. Um, he says, Tiana, tell Charles and Stephen, hey, guys, if you need another witch on your side, I'm available. Yes! <laughs> now that right. Davina's gone, I'm offering myself to you guys. Vincent's kind of all over the place, so awfully, just call me. Awfully kind. Yeah. Might have to take him up on that. <laughs> You're going to get a call from Steven at like four in the morning being like, need witch. Need must, a witch. Must, <laughs> witch. Like, I've been witch. working on my hand motions to like, you know, do all the spells. I watch with subtitles on so I can try and say spells with all you right, guys. All right, T, go ahead. What you got? No, she's like, I didn't plan one for now. I didn't plan one for right now. Okay, any other predictions, guys, for next week, Sam? Um, I see, obviously, some more Freya and Keelan development, but I think, real quick, it's going to be ripped out from under our feet. Because one of them's going to die? One, or one of them's going to get kidnapped or almost die, you know. It's, I think it's working towards that, because love is never lasting uh, for very long oh. in this show. Okay. Before you get hurt or die. What you got, too? I'm a little more concerned about Elijah right now because he is mm-hmm. definitely going down a slippery slope where he's acting out and he's being everything that he says he's trying to prevent Klaus from being and doing. And he's pissed off a lot of people. I mean, he, you know, he killed Marcel, so Marcel's still pissed about that. And you have Davina coming back now. I'm just concerned about Elijah's safety right now because he's just I mean he's pissed off the witches and the ancestors he's made so many people angry in the last couple weeks alone outside of what he's done in the past that I'm I'm concerned for Elijah I legitimately when we were watching this wrote down Elijah equals new Klaus yeah they have swapped at this point yeah a little role reversal yeah even my mom agrees with you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I watch the show with my mom every week. Oh, and Josh, or Steven, by the way, she told me to tell you that she loves Josh. That You're her favorite. That is awfully sweet. <laughs> you can she tell was, her she's my favorite. She was, she's my during favorite. the scene when you were in the circle pretending to be um, Marcel, she goes, they better not kill Josh. I know they're not going to kill Josh right now. It's like, mom, calm down. I think you I think you guys are safe. You've made it this far. I think you'll be yeah. okay. Charles, we'll let you get off the line, but thank you so much for calling yes, in you. to our show, thank and congratulations on directing this episode. It really was awesome. Amazing. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Hopefully we'll talk to you next season, crossing our fingers on that one. All right, guys, going around the table. Sam D., where can everybody keep up with you? Uh, You guys can find me, Sam Davidson, at samdavidsonentertainment.com and on Twitter and Instagram at samd43. Steven? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Stephen A. Kruger. That's pretty much the only social media I do because, man, it's just hard to keep up with. And also on this little show called The Originals that you guys may happen to love. Just a little show. Tiana? Um, you can find me at the Tiana Hobson, and thank you to everyone who was in the live chat today on YouTube. Sorry I didn't get to read as much as you guys were writing, but I mean, I saw a lot of great things in there and predictions. And you still like them better than us. We I know. mean, okay. I do, and I was I was trying to give my focus equally to both. That's why I wasn't typing as much tonight. You know, I wasn't answering their questions because I was trying to be involved in the conversation. I think they're going to be okay with it. We had two massive stars on the show today, so I think that they're going to let it slide. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm Roxy Stryer. You can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. You can find us at AfterBuzzTV, AfterBuzzTV.com, YouTube.com slash AfterBuzzTV, on iTunes, on SoundCloud, wherever you are. We're there too, but in a less creepy way than that. I hope so. (laughs) 
Yeah. Okay. That was very creepy. We'll see you guys next week. We love you. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.